like to welcome you to Boy Meets Wellness, a podcast that discusses the complexities, celebrations, and challenges of building a wellness ritual as a BOI, a person who is born obviously incredible. You are now listening to Boy Meets Wellness with poet, motivational speaker, and wellness lover, Evolve Benzo. BOI, born obviously incredible, especially when you wear it pretty. What's good? What's good? What Boy Meets Wellness community and listeners, we are about halfway through season two of Boy Meets Wellness. Can you believe it? It's been an amazing opportunity to connect with y'all this fall. I appreciate all of you that have hit me up about how these episodes and being connected to these resources cause you to step your game up, causing you to think about your financial wellness. Thank you. Thank you for the feedback. Um, Thank you for hitting up our financial advisors and getting support. It is an honor to be able to create space for us to think about our financial wellness and just think about our journeys in general, right? This week's episode had to be my favorite interview of the season. I got to sit down with one of my best friends, the best boy in my wedding next year, creative producer, and my own personal Joe Jackson, right? Lex Kennedy, Uh, my boy gets me together when it comes to my creative projects. And most of the time I'm sending him pictures, images of it before I even release it to y'all, right? Because you got to have that person in your community that you're able to bounce ideas off of. In this interview, we discussed the hustle and creative magic that led Lex Kennedy from being homeless in Los Angeles to being a creative producer at ABC. Um, He has had an amazing journey as a black trans man, and it's just an honor to be his friend and to see him take over the world of Hollywood. But before we jump into this interview, I'd like to share a financial mantra with you all. I know I usually leave a wellness tip, but this week I wanted to do something a little bit different. I'm trying to remove myself from the lack lack mindset. So I keep thinking a lot about lack um, and not about abundance. And I'm really trying to reprogram my mind. So this mantra, I plan to speak to myself every morning until I believe it. The mantra is, You deserve all and more. There is no money bag that is too big for you to handle. You deserve it all and more. There is no money bag for you to. There's no money bag too big for you to handle. See, I'm already stumbling over the words. That's how you know I don't believe it. You deserve it all and more. There is no money bag that is too big for you to handle. You deserve it all and more. There is no money bag that is too big for you to handle. See, I realized that while I've been listening to these interviews and talking to some of y'all offline about money, that there's so much healing I still have to do around my relationship to abundance. So, you know, like myself, please use this mantra and let me know if it serves you, right? Because mindset shifts, it takes time, y'all. You could be leading the work and still need to step back and do the work for yourself. A true healer is always healing um, and a true manifester is always thinking about you know, more clear ways that we can manifest our dreams and our goals. If you really like these interviews, don't forget to head over and visit boymeetswellness.com where you can check out our resource page, check out some of our past interviews, and don't forget that we're on social media. So like us on Facebook, Instagram, check us out. Um, If you really like my work and want to hear more about that, you can find that at evolvebenton.com. I have books for sale for the holidays, so I appreciate y'all supporting that. Just really push yourself to shift your mindset. Um, On our resource page, we have a few books there that have really, really shifted and elevated my mindset that I want you to know about um, that could really support you 
in not only shifting, but elevating the way that you truly think about yourself, which is, I think, what we're really on the journey of trying to do is we're trying to find ourselves in a way to support that version the best way that we can. But thanks for listening. Now let's jump into this interview with the dopest and flyest human being I know on this planet, my boy Lex Kennedy. Awesome. I'm so excited to be on Boy Meets Wellness. Um, my name is Sir Lex Kennedy. My pronouns are he, him, and they. And what brings me joy? Mm, what brings me joy? That's a really good question. Laughter brings me joy. So making people laugh and making myself laugh brings me the most joy. Whether it's like a corny parental joke, right? That you get off a popsicle stick or a fun pun joke. Um, yeah, jokes and laughter bring me joy. That's dope. You always make me laugh, man. So um, I can I can definitely resonate with that. I'm smiling as you say it. I'm all, I'm I'm trying to like hold in my laughter. Um, so speaking of like what brings you joy, um, I've always when people have asked me in the world like what does Lex do, um, I always say a whole bunch of different things. But what I'm starting to say is you know Lex is a hustler. You know what I mean? And pretty much doing as much as as he can to make media. Uh, representation as diverse um, and as queer as fuck as possible, right? Um, so if you had to share with the world, like, what do you do in the world or um, what is your claim to fame? What would that be? And if you're not at where you want to be, what is your dream goal um, as far as, like, identifying, I guess, um, more of, I wouldn't even say career, but, you know, what you're doing to create change and to bring money into the house? Um, I would call myself a content, uh, excuse me, creative content producer, making content across digital platforms, whether that be video content, audio content, like great podcast that I'm a part of today, and photography. Um, yeah, so I basically like consider myself to be a creative content um, producer, just making things that I dream up in my head with other creative individuals. I say it's a producer because I'm trying to produce the coin, right? So I'm not just making this content for the sake of, oh, yeah, I just want to make great art. And, you know, I want these stories to be out there. I want to monetize these stories because, one, we in this capitalist system and it feels like it's not shaking nowhere. So you got to make it shake with it. And two, because I am so overseeing queer, black, trans, and even cis, sometimes I get mad, content that's being monetized by communities that don't look like the folks that are represented in the content. Um, so I want to be on the other side of things, actually like producing it, bringing in funds to make it and help others to, to make their uh, creative content. What are some of the strategies that you've had to utilize with navigating, you know, the world of Hollywood? Because I know, you know, for a while you're very much a freelancer and now I know you're doing work with like KTLA and, I've seen you doing work with like Outfest and you can even share, you know, other avenues that you've been able to touch. But like, what are some of the challenges and some of the celebrations of of kind of like, you know, playing both of those roles, right? Like really not buying in, but working within the institution, but then also um, keeping your creative independence. And, you know, where, where are the celebrations? Where are the challenges? Um, I would say that the celebrations for me start with actually making it, so to speak, right? Like having a dream and saying, I'm going to leave this city of Atlanta, come to LA without a 
specific um, job offer being offered to me, and I'm going to figure out a way to make it. Um, that was seven years ago when I made that leap um, with four other creatives. And um, after about the first year, it was just me left, right? And for me, that was like a celebration because it was really, really challenging not having um, a stable job, stable income, and having, them, like you said earlier, like just hustle to make it happen, whether that was working as an independent contractor with Outfest um, as a part of their different grant programs that they had or, you know, um, trying to find work through, excuse me, uh, the Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center's life works at the time um, or, you know, having a friend say, hey, come work here. You know, um, I got this job. So picking up a part-time job on top of the um, independent contracting I was doing and then shooting with friends like, hey, you want to do a photo shoot? Okay, cool. Well, you might not be able to pay me, but I know, you know, you're going to take care of me. So that's, that's good enough for me, right? Because we community and you and my community, that works. Um, so the celebration for me is being able to piece all of those different independent jobs, all those different hustles together, plus the part-time job to actually be stable. And then seven years later to be working in... Um, Local news as a news producer uh, is a huge celebration, right? And for flip of that is like the challenges. So the challenges have been not knowing where that next contract is going to come from, right? As a freelancer, I know a lot of other freelancers out there, they can relate. Like you might have your budget set for uh, July, but you might not have that budget ready for September. You might not know where that, that money is coming in September. So the challenge for me is just like not being stressed and walking in faith and belief that, you know, I live in abundance and that all my needs will be taken care of, right? And really having to lean on that. And that is challenging as hell in this capitalist society. Um, and also uh, another challenge for me was pushing past the place of shame to ask for help, right? To ask folks around me for help, to be like, hey, bro, like, you know, I need help or hey, I need assistance in this way. Um, I've been hella independent and that's also part of me like, you know, being a freelancer, like just wanting to do it my way, wanting to do it my way, wanting to do it my way. Um, and having to learn that it's okay to one, not do it your way, but also to involve other people because they can add things that you didn't even know needed to be added, but also like lessen the stress of having to do it by yourself. So really having to be like, okay, humble yourself ask for help. A closed mouth don't get fed. That's something I say a lot. A closed mouth don't get fed. But sometimes I wasn't practicing, practicing that within my own work as a creative, trying to sustain myself financially. So um, that's a challenge that I had to overcome. And it's something that I'm still overcoming. Like Right now, I'm in a place um, where I'm gainfully employed. I've got benefits now. Like I got a 401k. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, what? A 401k? Ball, a black ball out. Ball out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I can't believe it, right? But then it's like, oh, God, this is like, doom, 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 responsibility, right? And then I'm, I've been two years working in this workplace and we've been in this uh, buying, holding pattern, right? Um, where our parent company is selling us. And I haven't been in the place to be able to negotiate my raise. So the next challenge for me is um, being able to negotiate my raise. Like I am uh, picking up more skills um, at my job so that I can be more specialized, so that I can go in and ask for 
the big dollars that I deserve. So like that's the next challenge. I excuse me, the challenge that I'm currently um, navigating um, in my workplace. And then in terms of like freelance, it's man, I'm just I'm just blessed because I'm working with really amazing people. I'm in the process of fundraising for this short film. Um, and because I reached out to folks and I told people, you know, this is what I'm doing, like the funds are coming in, right? So uh, the lessons that I've learned over this these past seven years are coming into play and I'll, they're uh, guiding me through this next set of challenges. That's so, man, that's so dope. Thank you for like giving us that, that depth into your, you know, into your story. Cause I don't think that, I think that sometimes folks see the end goal, right? So if someone met you right now, you know, seeing you, what people would consider a lush position, right? Like when you be really taken care of, people are like, oh, you're in a lush position, but this is really how companies should take care of everyone. Um, people would think that it was just easy, right? Like that you just kind of walked in there, but you really, you know, showcased us like what the journey is about. So you really spoke a lot about like negotiation, right? Yeah, you spoke about it at the end, but even throughout your time and your journey here, you're like, okay, you had to negotiate. What's the pros and cons of me staying in Atlanta or moving to LA? How am I going to move my dream? What are some tips that you would give to young LGBTQ trans folks really trying to get into the industry um, around negotiation? Because I think that, you know, you and I have talked about that. Like we've been doing this work for a while and there's so many times we've shortchanged ourselves or there's experiences where we're like, dang, we should have charged a lot more just because of the stress, right? Um, mm-hmm. so like what, what are some tips you would give around negotiation for folks? I would, okay. First I would say, number one, everything is negotiable. Like everything is on the table and always remember that. And then number two, if you don't open your mouth and ask for it, it is not going to happen. Close mouth, don't get fed. And number three, always, always, before you go into any type of negotiation, go in with your value already assessed. Go in into that situation, into that negotiation, knowing what your value is and what you're bringing to the table. And if you feel like, because I know I feel like this sometimes, like, oh, maybe I'm just, am I, is it too much? No, it's not too much. If, it, if you feel, if it's too much, they, they just don't have the budget for you. That's just what it is. Don't um, shortchange yourself and feel like you have to lower your value before you even get to the table. Go into the negotiation with your value set and 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 people say well how do you set that value like how do you determine that you determine that based upon the work that you've done before and your rate and also the rate of others in your field doing the same work that's comparable if not like i always reach for comparable if not better right and then i go to my uh circle of folks who I believe have my best interest, folks who I can trust, and folks who I know are going to tell it to me like a TI is. And I share it with them, right? And it doesn't have to be a lot of folks, but it's always good to have somebody outside of the, nego- excuse me, the negotiation that you can um, kind of uh, role play a bit with, right? And, and work through, you know, a, determining what that value is. Um, and then I will also say, like, even after you've negotiated <laughs> and you've come to terms, um, it's okay to renegotiate. It's okay to say, it might, it, and you might not have those terms met during renegotiation, but it is okay. Like, I feel like at times 
I could have uh, renegotiated the situation, but I was fearful that, you know, that person might not want to do business with me again and fearful that I, I would lose that relationship. But the re relationships and negotiations are all about communication, right? So if you can make sure you keep that in mind and make sure you keep communication open and honest, you know, and forthright, everything can be renegotiated. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. And now that I'm going into this stage of um, renegotiating my contract, because I'm a, at that place, I would also say, I didn't say this at the top, but you got to know the person on the other side of that table, right? Their expectations or that product on the other side of the table, the service on the other side of the table, the expectations. Know it like you know the back of your hand, right? So the communication between both parties or however many parties will come from a place of understanding, right? Um, and won't come from a place of you're not working with all the information. You want to be working with all the information that you can and that's available to you um, and then in your negotiation process. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Thanks for thanks for laying that out, bro. Thanks for laying that out because I think that, you know, oftentimes, especially in this freelance um, contractor world, we don't we don't think about the gas. We don't think about our own energy, our emotional labor. We don't think about how we're gonna have to deal with TSA when we get into that little town that's bringing us out. So I yes. think it's important that we, you know, we 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 double up. You get know what I'm saying? As Nipsey would say, like we gotta add a, a little bit extra to it because you know, like some of this work is so challenging. You might go into a place and be like, I can't even work for a week. I need to take time off. You know what I mean? Just from the emotional right. labor. Mm -hmm. so. So speaking of that, like what I've really also been able to see you do is not only survive, but thrive, you know? Um, so what are some, you know, this is Boy Meets Wellness and we talked about a little bit about money, but what are some of the wellness things that you're doing for yourself to prevent burnout? Because I know in this, this capitalistic gig economy, you know, people can really feel like they're working all the time. Like sometimes I have to tell myself like, nah, leave the computer at work, right? Like this is a night off where you ain't even gonna look at a screen. You just gonna chill out, read a book and get to bed. Um, so what are what are yep. some of the wellness, you know, things that you do? And it doesn't have to be like, you know, going to a spa, but you know, what what does your practice look like? So I have just um, started to, get into this space of, I like, because we started the conversation around laughter brings me joy. Like, I like playing games. I like to just be playful and to let my, you know, unicorn free sometimes and just gallivant and just boop, boop, boop. Um, So I, what I've learned is that when I'm not playful and I'm not incorporating fun and games into my life, like, it's all work and I've become too stressed. So for me, um, I love coloring. I just got this really cool coloring book. Um, and my last off day where I really just sat with myself and didn't do anything, I spent like four hours coloring, maybe like three pages out of my coloring book. And that was just the best day ever. I was just like, today is a good damn darn day. Today is a great day, right? Like today, excuse me, um, is an amazing day. So coloring books, I really enjoy, um, listening to music, uh, creating a playlist from new music that I come across or just working on, uh, because part of my <laughs> many hustles is DJing, 
sometimes it's like I don't want a DJ to DJ to get better to be better. I just want a DJ to get better for myself, right? To just play music for myself that I enjoy and that I like to dance to because part of my fun and games is all dancing. So um, I love to just curate a nice playlist, um, put it on shuffle and dance in front of my mirror. (laughs) Dance in front of my mirror, uh, read books of poetry, sir, that's really sitting with me right now. Um, Reading, coloring books, Oh, and Uno. Oh, my goodness. If you know me, you know I love to play Uno. So uh, trying to have, like, a game night with friends, family, my girlfriend just say, hey, babe, like, you want to, you know, get down on some Uno real quick? Um, when, I'm, when I'm feeling, like, stressed or overwhelmed or just like, oh, why am I not doing anything? And then sometimes I just like to make stuff for myself and say, like, you know, Lex, you don't have to. This isn't work. This is just you're making something for yourself. You're not producing something for it to be seen by anybody or for, you know, you to make money off of it. You're just making it because you want to make it and it's, and it's fun for you and you like making things. Like, I like making things. And sometimes because my work is about making things, I cloud the two. So when I, like, give myself, my own self a boundary, like, hey, we making this just for us and it's going to be cool and we don't really have to share it, I, like, it brings joy into my life and it makes me feel good. So I would say making stuff for myself is part of my wellness uh, routine. And so that could be making a bomb omelet <laughs> or making a really bomb uh, new hash for my hash browns because I love hash browns and I want to like change it up. Um, stuff like that. Those are like activities, uh, making foods, making a cool picture in my coloring book, making a cool playlist. Those are parts of my uh, wellness practice. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That that gave me some creative ideas. So I really, you know, I think sometimes we get stuck in the movement of life. But I love to cook too, as you already know. And I love the idea of yep. like hooking up, hooking up some, hooking up some hash browns. Ain't nothing like that, especially in the morning. Um, right. So, so the other thing that I really appreciate about you, Lex, is you always keep me connected to the beauty in Black love, like especially through your social media. Um, platform on Instagram, you're always showing pictures of black people loving each other. You know what I mean? And different concepts. And that could be like from parenting to um to, you know, black queer women to um a group of black, you know, hustlers hanging out, just enjoying themselves. So what role would you say that black love plays in in your wellness and in your healing journey? I would say that it's like the core it's the heart. Black love is the heartbeat to my healing and wellness practice. Every day I wake up, I am blessed to wake up behind most, well, not behind because we lay side by side, but like normally we're spooning. So like sometimes by the morning time, she's spooning me, but I'm, I'm blessed to wake up with an amazing, amazing woman who I love and I adore. It just feels good to like be grounded in her love. But before I would open my eyes, I'm like, deep breath, inhale, exhale, I try to do, and I try to tell myself, I love myself, I'm worthy of love, and I'm going to lead from love, and a part of that practice comes from being in this relationship, because I'm with somebody who believes that they, everything is led with love, and that love is their religion, um, so from the moment I'm like out of the bed, and leave before I even leave the house, right, I'm just like grounding myself in love and my own love for myself 
and the love for my partner and the love for my family. Right? I usually try to tap, tap in with uh, loved ones on text and just say, hey, I love you. You know, good morning. I love you. Um, because I know that I'm going out into a world that does not love me, right? That does not see the same love that I see on myself, right? Um, so I'm just trying to like store it all up from the moment I wake up and take it outside of my house and share it in physical spaces when I talk to people and then in digital spaces because to be quite honest, like I don't see a lot of black love in digital spaces. I don't see a lot of us loving on each other in physical spaces. So it's important to me to like we say a lot of times, like to be the change that we want to see. You know, we're the seeds that we've been waiting for. So I can't go out into the world and be like, oh, people are doing this if I'm not doing it myself. So, and also it kind of ties to like in terms of in terms, excuse me, of my healing journey, being in a household where uh, we didn't really express love and we didn't express um, that we loved each other physically. You know, through touch, um, like a hug. I can't remember that. I can't remember my mom hugging me and telling me she loves me and kissing me, right? So as I've gotten older, I've said to myself, like, I want to change that for myself because I do like that. For a long time, I thought I didn't. I was just like, oh, I don't like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into all that lovey-dovey stuff. And, you know, 10 years ago, like, you wouldn't see me be like this because I hadn't, I hadn't really searched and figured out why I wasn't doing it and the, and the reason why and asked myself, the hard question, like, is this something that you do want? And because you didn't get it, is, is that why you're responding this way? So after, you know, time and uh, self-reflection, I've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, it is something that I want. I'm going to do it every day. and I'm going to start that practice in the morning when I wake up with myself and with the person that I'm with. Um, and I'm going to carry that into the world because I want this to be the world that I live in. I want the world that I live in to be full of black men, black women, black gender non-conforming folks, black trans folks, like all of us, just humans, but specifically black folks because of the history of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, I want us to be loving on each other in all spaces. I feel like that was like a really long answer, (laughs) but ultimately like, Black love is what grounds me and centers me. For me, love is my religion. Um, and loving on myself and my people is the work that I feel like I was sent here to do. I say, I say, I say, thank you for sharing that, Lex. Thank you. And no answer is too long when you talk about blackness and you talk about love. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you you spending your time on that, really showing your process because I think especially as like um, you know, black masculine center people you know what I mean like the the conversation Mm -hmm. around emotionality and love is not often had um so I think it's powerful that you're able to reflect on your old self and really see you know how you've reshaped and and come into an understanding of your emotionality which I think is like all about like maturity right like we kind of understand ourselves more and as we love Mm -hmm. more we love ourselves more And, and on that journey we have like you know all of these prophecies, right, that kind of guide us. So it's very, very exciting. So the the last question I have for you before we jump into some fun and games, because I heard you say you like fun and games, um, yeah, yeah. is what advice would you give to um, just other Black trans men right now, you know what I mean, on their journeys, any advice? And it doesn't have to necessarily be about work, 
or about finance, but is, is there any message or any advice that you want to give to folks who are, you know, just on the journey, you know, because sometimes we think just because someone has an ideal job or the ideal life that they're okay. But what I'm saying as a person who has the ideal job and ideal life is sometimes I'm not okay. And I could just use the message of love from my boys. So is there anything you want to share with folks? I was just hanging out with um, my boy Pat last night and it felt so good to just kick back. Pat is in Pat is in Pat Manuel. Oh yeah, Pat Manuel. Yes. Um, Patricia. Yes. Can you it, please it, tell it, the audience who this person is? Because they're an amazing person that people should know. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I like Pat. My bad, Pat. You my boy. So uh, Patricio Manuel is a phenomenal, amazing activist, athlete, pro boxer. Uh, currently undefeated. Wait, excuse me undefeated, <laughs> currently undefeated professional boxer, the first black trans out that we know of, right, that we know of, professional boxer, like I said, activist, he is a phenomenal speaker, and just all around just like amazing individual. Um, you should definitely follow him at Team Pat Manuel on social media. To prove all you haters wrong, I said that he just won off a fluke. Okay, I will tell you, I was there. It wasn't a fluke. I know you were watching. It was no fluke. My boy got that. So um, definitely check that out uh, on social haters media. Haters don't hate. Uh, haters don't hate. They gonna hate. That's really what it is. But what I'm saying is, it was so cool to hang out with Pat. And like when we hang out, evolve, right? Like it's just there is nothing like to me when you can just hang with your boys. Like it's it feels to me, it's just edifying and gratifying. So my message yes. to my uh my uh fellow trans uh bros out here is make time to spend time with another trans bro or uh you know one of your boys right they could be a cis guy but have that time to bond it don't even have to be a big group it could just be one on one or a few of you but it is necessary um it is necessary to have that uh those conversations but really to have that touch right i feel like even though we're in this digital revolution right and we're all on social media i feel like in irl is the best medicine for our healing and for us to sustain ourselves so that we can thrive um having conversations in real life about what you're really going through and what you really come through um or what you're celebrating it is medicine to the soul. Like yes, yesterday's time that I spent with Pat just fed me for my weekend, and I'm like, whew. I and I and and then I was like, oh wait, because Pat was like, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'm interviewing with E. So it's just like, bam, I'm about to get back to back fueled up, you know, like I'm about to get fueled up back to back with time and energy and love shared with my boys. So I would just say, hey, folks, hit your boy up. Make plans, even if it's just a FaceTime, you know, like even if it's just um, Skype or those little, uh, I don't have a new iPhone, but you know, like little character you can make and you can like send messages and like, yeah, da, 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 I don't know what it's called. Oh, face emojis? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, it's <laughs> <old Bitmojis>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> even if it's just that. <laughs> but that, just get that interaction. I'm telling you, it, it's good. It feels good. And it doesn't have to be around like, quote unquote like masculine things or whatever but just kicking <laughs> back and having having a good kiki it's okay for us to have a kiki okay kiki yes 
<laughs> I saw somebody say uh, the other day, they were like, yeah, when I talked to my boys, it was a masculine center, um, they, a masculine center person, they identify as a dyke, and they, they said, you know, it's not still a tea, it's still a Gatorade. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I, I can get into that. I can get into that. But either way, like, masculine folks need to hang out and just talk and have healthy, non-toxic conversations, just conversations about connection in life. Dope, dope. So Lex Kennedy, how can folks get involved with you? How can they connect with you? How do they find you? How can they be a, the next actor or actress on an amazing film that you're producing? How do folks get to know you? Please, please reach out um, via email, via social media. My email is I A M L E X K E N N E D Y at gmail.com. So that's I am Lex Kennedy at gmail.com. Um, I'm just an email away. Right now I'm on a social media hiatus, but I will be coming back. I also feel like that's part of my wellness practice. I didn't really talk about that earlier, but um, stepping away from social media and uh, spending time with just myself and not looking at pictures, not reflecting on, oh, this is where they are, this is where I want to be, like this measuring stick that sometimes happens for me personally when I'm looking at social media. Pulling away from that sometimes is a healthy wellness practice that I do. But I will come, I'll be coming back, so um, please follow me on Instagram at I C U Sirlex, so that's at I S E E S I R L E X. I see uh shit. That's not right. I forgot the U. I see Sirlex. So at I S E E uh Y O U S I R L E X. Um on Instagram, on Twitter at I am Lex Kennedy. If you are interested in being an actor, if you are interested in having your beautiful face shine on screen and you live in the Los Angeles or Atlanta area, please reach out to me via email. I'm shooting a short called Retros. Um, you can find our fundraising campaign at GoFundMe. Um, let's shoot retro. So if you go to at GoFundMe.com forward slash let's shoot retros um you can see the campaign there if you email me directly we can have a real conversation hopefully exchange phone numbers because i am a talking to type of guy i'm really talkative but i like to talk over the phone email is great as well but you know hopefully we can exchange phone numbers and be in conversation um if you are somebody who is like i don't really want to be on a film or but i want to lend my talents in some way in terms of hey you know if you shoot about retros i got a retros collection that i would love to you know be in the film i would love people to check out my collection if you're a sneakerhead like myself or like my boy e you know just hit me up um we are taking um we are taking in-kind donations for the film um and so I say email, social media. Yeah, those are the best ways to get in contact with me. Um, you can be in contact with me probably on social media. I'm going to keep it a buck for y'all. And August, I'm going to hop back on. Uh, I feel like that'll be a nice 60 days of just cleanse. Um, so if I don't get back to you and you get back to me, if you send me a message now, um, please don't hold it against me. I will get back to you by August. But if you want to get in contact with me right now, send me an email at IamLexKennedy at gmail.com. I'm glad you're taking that social media um, hiatus too, bro. I think we all need it. And I think it's like, you know, a part of the journey too, stepping in and stepping out and taking care of ourselves, especially as technology advances. 
So our next section is called Boy Talking Hop. And you probably, you listened to the episode, so you already know you got to fill in the blank. I got some questions for you. Um, so it's going to be like, I give you like some like, I love to watch. And you could say, like me, I would say, I love to watch the sunrise, you know, because I'm on that romantic shit. Um, <laughs> but no, I really do love a good sunrise. I really do. I feel like it's very calming. And, you know, when when are you up that early to really see that, you know? So it's kind of dope. So let's get started. Like so, my favorite food is my favorite food is vegan lasagna. Nice. What what's including in vegan lasagna? Oh, okay. So there's a spot that we've been going to. It's called Pure Vita, and it's like this truffle, mushroom, cashew cheese, basil blessing. I call it. Um, and then there's Renee's delicious, like hands down the best vegan lasagna. It's got like squash. Red, yellow, and orange peppers, spinach, smoked mozzarella, smoked vegan mozzarella, mm. cheddar cheese, mozz. It's like, bro, it's so good. Yeah, that's my favorite food. Like. That sounds tasty. If I could spend a day with anyone, it would be blank, and we would do blank, dead or alive. If I could spend the day with anyone, it would be with my granny, and we would clean greens. Yes. Don't make me cry. Um, more money, more haters. (laughs) (laughs) It's that you know, like it happens. Like you, the more money you get, the more haters you get. The more, the more following you get, the more you monetize that following, the more hate you go get. That's just how it goes. That's what I believe. It's a part of the journey. It's a part of the journey. Sex is necessary. Sex is necessary. And sex is also therapeutic. I love to watch. I love to watch Pose. Right now, I'm like heavy on Pose. You and I have been talking about, you know, my spec script that I'm writing for Pose. I just, that's my show. I am in a TV mode, so I love to watch Pose. Who's your favorite character? Okay, this is he. Favorite characters. Blanca. Blanca, MJ Rodriguez is somebody who I, number one, have a crush on um, because their talent on screen is undeniable. Undeniable. And the heart that that character has on in the show is just, it's like the mother's love that we all want, you know, and that. Um, really speaks to what ballroom culture is. And I, I really love Blanca's character. And then my second favorite character is Electra because Electra just, and people are like, Electra, I don't know. She doesn't have the acting chop. No. Electra to me is the wonderful anti hero, excuse me, um, what do you call it? Anti villain. Um, I root for her and I also can't stand her, but I also root for her. Um, and I just love the way she shows up and she is herself. And even like after all of her ups and downs, she's still Electra. Like she's still, you know, not very yeah, she's very consistent. Very consistent. Yes, very. I love her. Yeah, yeah she's one of my favorites too. I actually got to to meet her. I think I told you about <gasps> that. And Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta post a picture on my social media at some point, but she just felt so much at home and 
I felt like I could be one of her kids. I was ready to leave with her. <laughs> but I appreciate I her. Shout out to her. My next one for you is film is freedom. I feel mm. like I can be free um, when I'm creating, when I'm making films. I feel like because I'm and I'm doing this independently, right? There's nobody telling me like what I can and can't do, what I can and can't say. It is a medium where I feel, yeah, my freest. Wellness is wellness is the life goal. Mm. Yeah, wellness is like the life goal for me. Coming from a place of, like many of us, queer and trans, black folks a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt, like a lot of generational curses. Wellness for me is the ultimate goal to be well for myself so that my community can be well, right? So I can pass those practices to my community and I can share them. So for me, yeah, wellness is like the ultimate life goal. I say, I say, I say. And last but not least, never least, Lex Kennedy is Oh, okay. Lex Kennedy is a good goddamn time. Okay. <laughs> you are, bro. You really are. You really are, man. Thank you so much for coming on Boy Meets Wellness. Thank you for um, being along the journey with me as I dream and allowing me to witness your dreams and just being, you know, one of my best friends and one of my best thinking partners. I feel like I have crazy ideas and I and I talk to you about them and you'll be like, bro, that seems a little crazy. Or you'll be like, wow, we could do that, you know? Um, and it just feels really good to have, you know, someone in my corner um, like that. So I really, I really appreciate you being here and just being in my life, man. Thank you for having me, bro. I love you. I love the show. It's an honor to be on the show. Other folks who've been on the show are folks who I am, I look up to. So to be a part of this is amazing. I'm honored to be a part of your journey and to see you just shining and growing and building. Whew. It's we out here doing it. We out here doing it. We got no choice. You make you already have given, us, have given us the push. We have no choice. This is Sir Lex Kennedy, and I'm born obviously incredible. Thanks for listening to Boy Meets Wellness. Stay connected on and off the show by following us online at Boy Meets Wellness. That's boy with an I. Until next time, go be 